Hey, this is Ben Lowell from Back to the Bible Canada with Dr. John Newfeld. Today we're continuing a very special marriage series, and we're continuing with interviews with Neil and Cheryl Josephson. Uh, they're the directors of Family Life Canada, and we're so excited to have them here today. So now we'll just turn it over to Dr. John. It's my joy to have Neil and Cheryl Josephson here. Welcome to our studios today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a joy to have you. I know that uh, Ben has already mentioned that you're the National Directors of Family Life Canada. It's a, a branch of power to change. I also know that both of you had been involved in ministry prior to coming to this. And uh, Neil, tell us what you used to do in we your were, former life. Yeah, we were marriage pastors at a big church in California, Bayside Church. And uh, had the privilege of working with thousands of couples there trying to strengthen marriages, build homes. Yes. And uh, Cheryl, I know that the both of you work together as husband and wife. How's that working out? <laughs> uh, uh, it's working out well, but it's taken, it, it, it's ta- it, it's taken some work, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that any couple can just simply work yeah. together, but you do that. And I know that both of you appear on stage together. Uh, talk about your own presentation. When you come to a marriage conference, we'll talk about the kind of conferences that you do in just a little while. But the both of you appear on the stage at the same time. Uh, both of you share a bit about what that looks like. Uh, you should come. Everybody should come and check it out yourself. Uh, we bounce back and forth. Like, we go in with an idea of who's going to lead. But we do bounce back and forth. So it's like we're having a conversation with the audience and we teach a bit, and then we throw to them, and they do a project where uh, the, the husband and wife speak to one another and apply what we're teaching. So we never teach more than, you know, five, seven minutes before we throw to the couple. So it's kind of an interactive workshop. Part of the, the hardest part for me is is being so transparent. We really believe right. in being authentic, sharing from our lives. And I'm a private person and, you know, kind of I've spent most of my career in the news media before this and kind of protected my private life. And now it's like our private life is what we talk about every weekend. And so it, that's been the biggest challenge for me. Um, but when you're on, honesty begets honesty. And so when we're honest and authentic, it encourages the couples to go to new levels of honesty and authenticity in their own relationship. So Cheryl, what I'm hearing you saying is that when you do a conference together with your husband, you'll be open enough to share some of the difficulties that you've gone through as a couple. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the things that sort of pleases us and irritates us that after the weekend, the thing we get congratulated on the most is thanks for sharing your failures. Thanks for being <laughs> honest. Thanks for being vulnerable. Saying, we do some stuff good, too. Can't, can't you be happy about that? But It's so amazing that the Lord uses the things that are the uh, most challenging and right. most difficult to bless other people. Now, as we talk together about what you do, um, I began to catch your heart for, for marriage. Uh, you had mentioned that, you know, there are a lot of churches that do a great deal of work in premarital counseling. And it's and, good. And that's good. And, and, of course, churches are forced into the crisis situations that often will come to a pastor or maybe, you know, other people there at the church. Uh, but you're trying to fill in some of the middle ground. Talk about your own heart about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we we see the need, and so we're part of that solution in in our conferences and our seminars and workshops. But even beyond that, every conference, every workshop we do, we invite people into the work of doing marriage ministry. So if your marriage is healthy and well, pass it on and get to know your neighbors, host a small group, do some mentoring with younger couples. And so uh, we actually have a very kind of audacious goal, and that is to change the country by changing 
the families, one marriage, one family at a time. But we'll never do that. Our staff will never do that. It's only by kind of equipping and inspiring other people to get in the game. So also in relationship to this, I mean, I'm hearing you saying that there's an evangelistic component to what you're doing as you talk about healthy marriages. Right. Like the starting point for every couple we meet, we go across Canada and and two things are going on. One of them is People care about marriage as much as any. Uh, we have yet to meet somebody who gets married and says, yeah, I'd really like to have a mediocre marriage or a painful marriage and then after a few years have a go down in flames. Like nobody intends that. But people don't know where to turn. Uh, there's a lack of models in many many uh, young couples' families. They don't know where to turn. They don't know who to look to. And the other thing that's going on in our culture is people have sort of bought the misinformation that marriage is just a a human preference. Like, I can choose to be married, or I can choose to live together, I can choose to do this, I can choose to do that. And uh, so we want to educate against that and say, no, actually, there is a difference. There's a difference when you decide to commit to one another than when you just slide into a relationship. And uh, so we're out there teaching that because we know that that makes a difference. People want a good marriage. They just don't know where to turn, and so we're trying to provide some of the answers. Let's do a bit of your conference right now. So, <laughs> so let's talk about what what you talk about. Uh, uh, you know, if, if do you I want to talk com- about sex, can we talk about that? <laughs> sure, let's talk about. Sex. <laughs> I think our listenership just went up, so let's talk about sex. Uh, well, no, let's not actually. But I will tell you that that's probably the one area that most people will say they have issues in their sexual relationship. I think. Um, if I can just interject for a moment, is that surprising? I mean, to couples that are thinking of getting married, would they have anticipated that? I, I don't. I don't think so. But I, I, here, here's where it comes from. We think. People come into our conferences, they come into counselors' offices, they go into church pastors, and they present with certain issues. You know, we've got pornography in our life, or we've got troubles in our sexual relationship, we argue all the time, we're mean. Well, you know, the presenting issues are different, but at the very core of the problems are two things, really, we think. Selfishness and brokenness, kind of our humanness, you know, if we've... Well, selfishness is part of our human condition. Brokenness, if we've lived on the planet for more than 10 minutes, we're a little bit broken. And we bring those into our relationships. They show up oftentimes primarily in the sexual relationship, it seems. That's that's a a lot of times that's the place it shows up most dramatically. And so I think for for couples who come to our conferences, it's the first safe place they have to talk about it. And and perhaps that's one thing that we need to share with people, that sexual brokenness – is a part of everyone's life um, because yes. we're, we're, we're fallen human beings right. and uh, the, the fallenness have, has affected our emotions, has affected you know, our ability to think, and it's affected our ability to relate to others, but it's affected our sexuality as well. And, and that's one of the topics for the weekend. You asked what the sort of, let's do the weekend, and, yeah. and we can summarize it for you. Yeah, uh, like The theme is oneness. Everything hangs on this theme of oneness, which we find a profoundly biblical theme. Uh, Moses said, man shall leave his mother and father and uh, hold fast to his wife and become one. Jesus said it in the Gospels, and then Paul said it. And when Moses, Jesus, and Paul say the same thing, that's a big deal, right? (laughs) And so uh, he talks about this oneness. And then there's four prime elements we teach around, which is relational oneness, uh, emotional oneness, physical oneness, which is the sexual part, and then uh, spiritual oneness. And so the weekend is, is organized around those four things. We try to strengthen people in all four of those because they all matter. I would probably say that this, uh, the uh, spiritual one is super important because when we get to that point in the weekend, our message simply is, you know, everything we've told you is 100% true and 100% valuable, but you can't do this if you have a wounded heart, if you have a dark heart, and only God gives you a new heart. So, you know, that's the root of uh, 
a new marriage and a new life. We get to teach every once in a while with Paul and Eleanor Henderson, who are part of Family Life Canada, and they tell this story. They said they they actually had the relational piece in their marriage was going well. They were good communicators. They knew knew how to fight fair. Uh, the emotional thing, they were meeting each other's needs. Sex was great. They said the missing component in their relationship, they realized, was the spiritual piece. And as no matter how good they were in the other three areas, without the spiritual wholeness, um, they, they couldn't live into what they dreamed for for their marriage. And so uh, I, I think that's true for a lot of people. That's the missing piece in our, in our relationships. Would you also say it's the missing piece for a Christian young couple who get married and, uh, you know, they both love the Lord, but there's a spiritual brokenness as well? That starts right from the outset, and they begin to realize it the longer they're married together. Would, would that be a correct statement to make? Yeah, I think that uh, as we go deeper into marriage, marriage is this incredible place for God to shape us, right? And I think God uh, revealed to me as we got married. I thought I'd learned a lot about Cheryl when we got married. I ended up learning a lot about me when I got uh-huh. married, like uh-huh. like where my potholes were and where my sinkholes were, and, and uh, I had to turn those over to God. Or, you know, we can resist God, right? How important is it for a couple to pray together? I think that's the single best and easiest thing to do together. Huh. Cheryl and I have really different uh, spiritual pathways and, and practices. So sometimes we don't study well together, but praying together is profound. Neil has an intellectual pathway, so he's always balancing ideas. And I have a contemplative pathway, so I need solitude and space and quiet. And we just don't. It I'm not very quiet. It doesn't rhyme well. But we do pray every day, every morning and every night, and we pray um, – we pray for our own marriage. We pray for our kids' marriages. But we honestly just come before the Lord and pray every day for the marriages and families of Canada. It's sort of the thing that breaks our heart, and it's the thing that uh, keeps us doing what we do. And we get to see miracles almost every weekend. We get to see what God can do when people open up their hearts, open up their lives, and open up their marriages and put Him back at the center. And we, um, it's like, I, I, I know it sounds uh, kind of... Uh, pedantic to say it, but it works. It works. Every weekend, if people will turn over their lives to the Lord, it works. Thanks, Neil and Cheryl. We'll be right back. Few series have stimulated as much response from our listeners as Dr. John Newfeld's Heaven series. Offering a biblical perspective on heaven, both our eyes and hearts are open to an amazing picture of what the follower of Jesus has to look forward to. When we last aired this series, we also offered the Heaven Booklet authored by Randy Alcorn. Again, a wonderful overview of the promise of paradise. This booklet was so popular, we were unable to fulfill all the requests. But with the re-airing of the series by Dr. John, we've been able to acquire a very limited number of booklets to give away. So let me encourage you today to call and request your free copy of the booklet, Heaven, by Randy Alcorn, While Quantities Last. Call us at 1-800-663-2425 or ask by email at info at backtothebible.ca. I'm back with Neil and Cheryl Josephson. They're the National Directors of Family Life Canada. It's a division of Power to Change, and it's a delight to have this conversation. Uh, When we were in the break, we were talking very briefly about what you think are some of the biggest issues that couples are facing today. And so let's speak into some of those. From your experience, you've been speaking across the country. You've been encountering thousands of couples, and you've been hearing their stories. And some of them, of course, are stories that are filled with joy, and, and others are challenges, and others, I'm sure, are painful. 
So what do you think are some of the biggest issues that couples are facing? I think there's a broad sense of discouragement and pessimism about marriage, and a lot of it's rooted in misinformation. You know, one of the things we're constantly trying to correct the expectation is, uh, you know, the word on the street is that divorce is 50 percent. 50 percent is always yeah. given. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's not factual. Uh, it's not even close to factual. Uh, the reality in Canada is uh, the raw divorce rate is about 40 percent. The divorce rate for first marriages is 30 percent. See, and that's another thing people don't understand is when you see the raw total, it's all marriages, second, third, fourth marriages thrown in the same pot. And here's this, John. When, when a man from an intact home marries a woman from an intact home, their divorce rate's 9 percent. So there's this profound sense of like, you know what, it's worth it to stay together. It's worth it to keep a solid home because marriage can get rolled forward. So there's this pessimism. And uh, so we get out. One of, one of the things we teach about is marriage is to be together for good. And we don't just mean together for good for your life. It's profoundly good. Mm-hmm. So that's what we like to teach around Canada because there's so many people that are pessimistic. And then they start going, well, why get married anyhow, right? It doesn't make any difference. And we go, oh, yes, mm-hmm. it makes a profound difference. There are some real strong currents in our culture, and that's one of them. I think the, another current is these sort of conflicting expectations about marriage. I think, you know, on one hand, we have really high expectations, and on the other hand, we have really low expectations. Right. I think we uh, – and some of that is is based in this kind of negativity. The high expectation piece is I think there are people in our culture who think that marriage is designed to fix things, that it completes us and it, that, you know, it will solve the problems. Everything will be well once we're married. And I think you know, our sense is that we're trying to fill sometimes a soul need, you know, the – the Blaise Pascal, you know, God-shaped vacuum. We're trying to fill that with a human relationship, and I think it it fails every time. And then when it fails, we think there's something wrong with the marriage or we think there's something wrong with the person. But we're trying to solve something that can't be solved by any sort of created relationship. So the expectation going into marriage is to say – I've got some issues. Maybe there's even issues that are there in the relationship prior to marriage. Mm -hmm. Do couples actually come in saying, once we're married – those issues will no longer be issues. Oh, I think that's profoundly true, and I think it's two ways. Somebody goes, oh, you know, say, for example, a guy goes, um, you know, I struggle with pornography, but as soon as we get married, I'm sure it'll go away, you know, because I'll I'll have this relationship with my wife, uh, and then they find out that doesn't happen. The other thing that it'll go the other way, too, is people go, I think that's a real problem in my potential spouse, but I'm sure after we get married, she'll change or he'll change, and these expectations are not met. And then you get into disillusionment. The first big bulge of divorce in Canada is about year four. In, in our take on that is we go in with these high hopes. I'll be different. She'll be different. We'll be perfect. And then about year two, you start realizing, no, this is real life. And then you start pulling out. And by year three or four, you're out. So let's talk about that issue where there's pornography in the marriage. Yeah. And uh, so a couple now says, you know, or the husband, I'm, I'm sure it's mostly the husband. He not wants always. a way out. But it's not always. Not always. And I understand that. Yeah, it's not always. Is There's a pathway out. How? Where is that pathway? Well, it begins with honesty and, and humility. And, and, you know, this is a classic biblical principle, right? God says, I resist the proud, but I give grace to the humble. And, and when we humble ourselves before God and before our spouse and say, I need to get out of this behavior. It's wrong. I'm wrong to do it. You know, as long as we're trying to justify it, we'll never be healed, right? But to come humble and clean— and then turn around and, you know, you, you put some um, boundaries in your life. You put covenant eyes on your uh, devices. You get somebody in your life who holds you accountable. 
and you live as simply and honestly as you can? We coach couples that this is a, a an issue that you resolve together. It's not his problem or her problem. It's something that you're going to walk through together. And I think that changes the dynamic uh, in a relationship when couples kind of get on the same team and mm. say, this is, yeah, this is a problem in our marriage. We don't want it in our marriage. Let's figure out how to together get it out with God's help. Okay, so there's one of the issues that couples face. Now, mm-hmm. I-, I wanted to chase one matter down before we get at some other issues. And and you had mentioned that when there are, are people getting married and they're both parents were, were married for life, then the divorce rate is down to 7%, I think. Nine. I 9%, I'm sorry, 9 So I can almost hear the couple that have both come from broken marriages, you know, mm-hmm. just feeling that pang of fear when that statistic is heard. They're saying... Wow. So if they've got 9%, I mean, what's our chances? Are we even going to make it? How do you respond to a couple like that? Well, like we're big believers in doing empirical research, and particularly when we speak to secular Canadians, that gives us a lot of credibility. But we say over and over again, you are not a statistic. You are a unique couple. And then particularly when you invite the power of God in, the statistics go out the window. It is it is crystal clear. You can't debate it. Uh, couples that come from broken homes have more difficulty creating lasting relationships and have more difficulty creating marriages that last for life. But even if 50% of those don't make it, be in the 50% that do, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is not prophecy, mm-hmm. but you do need to be alert that when times get tough, if you've got brokenness, the stat is when you have divorce in your first circle of relationship, you're 75% more likely to divorce. Again, this isn't prophecy, but if you don't have other patterns built into you that you choose, that's where you're going to default to. It's one of the reasons why we like doing marriage education because I think these couples who say, yeah, we come from backgrounds where marriage wasn't done well. We want to learn how to do well, but we don't know where to go. We don't know who to look to. We don't have role models. We don't have mentors in our life. And so that's one of the passions we have is to try to make find a place for them, a place for them to, to find some role models, to find some mentors in their local church, through family life, wherever they can find them. Right. So let's talk about some of the other issues that we that you encounter that are issues in marriage. Well, people often talk about, you know, money as being an issue. When we uh, teach and we help people and uh, at our events, we try to get people to the root of the issue. See, we've, we've known people with gobs of money who have lousy marriages. And we know people that are living check to check and barely making it, and they have lovely marriages, you know, committed to one another and experiencing joy and oneness. So it's not the presence or absence of money. Money means different things to people. For some people, it's power, it's control, it's status, it's enjoyment, and that's where the rub is. So if you got a, a saver and a spender, yeah. money means different things to them. That's the deal. So we try to get people off, yeah, you should have a budget, but that's – I know lots of people have budgets and they still fight like crazy. So you got to agree on what's money for mm-hmm. what are we trying to accomplish. So, you know, that's – money's a presenting issue. Sex, we already talked about, it's a presenting issue. Kids are a presenting issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the, our differences show up in all of those areas. Neil and I often teach that there's kind of two strains of things that can go wrong in marriages, and one is when you encounter your differences in parenting, in managing money, in your sexual relationship, in your spiritual relationship, you don't know how to manage those differences, and that's how happens for a lot of young couples. They bump into their 
differences and they don't know what to do with them. Later in life, usually the challenge is more on the drift side. We've lost touch with each other. We've taken each other for granted. We've slid into some patterns that are really unhealthy and we don't know how to get out of them. And so I I would say kind of in umbrella terms, those are the two things we see showing up. Differences and challenges with differences and then the drift piece. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a way of handling those differences. So, you know, we've talked about money. I mean, one's going to be the, the spender and the other wants to be the saver. Uh, you got, you know, kids. One of them wants to be the, uh, the disciplinarian and the other is very lax and laissez-faire in their approach to kids. Um, there are other issues as well. I, do you find that, that anger issues come up frequently? When they do, they're really destructive because marriage is built on intimacy and it's hard to be intimate with somebody you don't feel safe with. And when somebody uh, has an anger that's unpredictable or really hot, yeah, you don't feel safe. And so you withdraw. You naturally withdraw to protect. What we try to help people understand is anger is uh, usually related to hurt. And uh, it's it's, it's hurt after a period of time grows to anger. And so uh, we always try to help couples figure out where's the hurt. Mm -hmm. Like every time I say this, you blow up and you go, okay, what's the root of that? Uh, Where does that come from? And sometimes it predates the marriage too, right? Sometimes it comes from family issues beforehand. Yeah. So, so Neil and Cheryl, we've been talking about a lot of issues. But what I'd like to have you do now as a way of closing, is there something that you'd like to say to couples? You know, they're married. Maybe they've been married for some time. Um, What is the most encouraging thing that you can say about our marriages? Great question. I'll start. I'll say it's worth it. Uh, It's worth the work. It's worth the intentionality. It's worth the sacrifice. Uh, This relationship is is the closest I think we get on earth to the relationship between God and his people. And it's it's the closest thing we get to to, – well, it's the closest thing we get to God. And so it's worth the work. It's worth the effort. And and, – it's it's a ton of fun. We tell couples it's not it's not rocket science. This is fun. It's supposed to be fun. So laugh a little, enjoy each other, tease each other, have ha, have a blast in your marriage, and yeah, address the stuff that needs to be addressed. But it, 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 you're not you're not writing a paper. You're you're living a life. So have some fun. You know, one of my favorite verses is "Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you." And, and that's what I encourage people to do. Even if you have scratchy points in your marriage, and we all do, you can go after that directly or you can go after, I want more of God or I want God to have more of me is more accurate uh, because that will bring to you, as Cheryl said earlier, the love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. It'll give us what we need to build the marriage we want. So seek God first and let him change you. That's my word. Oh, you're so much more spiritual. <laughs> I say have fun. He says, bring, you know, bring God. Do them both. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Now, don't fight right in studio here. <laughs> yes, Neil and Cheryl Josephson, what a joy to have you in studio. God bless you. And uh, thank you again for coming and joining us. At Back to the Bible Canada, we believe we share a special relationship with our friends and listeners across the country, a relationship characterized by a common purpose, a fellowship in the gospel. This relationship, this partnership, impacts the lives of real people journeying through life's challenges, disappointments, and struggles. So when we partner in prayer or offer a financial gift, we make a tangible impact. So may I ask you to consider a special financial gift this month, 
Would you help us share critical biblical insight on living out God-honoring marriages and relationships? Your gift not only supports the airing of our Bible teaching programs, but allows us to make resources like Celebration of Marriage available free on CD for anyone who asks. Help us impact, sustain, and restore relationships, marriages, and otherwise. Ask for your free copy of Celebration of Marriage for yourself or to share with someone who might be encouraged. Call us at 1-800-663-2425 or visit online at backtothebible.ca.